Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Clara Guerrero. Clara bowled collegiately at Wichita State University. She has one PWBA title, the Go Bowling PWBA Players Championship. Clara, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klempkin here. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here with you. All right, well, let's begin. We have a lot of different topics to hit, but we have to begin with your collegiate career Wichita State Shocker, we've had a lot of Shockers on, like, like Steve is himself. But let's begin with finding out how, how you chose Wichita State and then talk about that process for you of, uh, of getting here to the, to the United States from Columbia and how that all worked for you. Yes, that's actually a pretty interesting story. Um, one of my teammates from the Colombian national team, Sara Vargas, was already bowling for Wichita State University. I was in Colombia going to college in Medellin. Um, every time we met in different tournaments overseas, she kept telling me how amazing the program was, how I needed to move to the United States and to Wichita so I could get better, that she was doing very good, and she kept me very excited about it. I met, actually, Gordon Badakin at the War Games in Japan in the early 2000s, so I was able to talk to him a little bit about the program, but for my parents, it was a very difficult call. We didn't have all the financials kind of set up for me to move to the United States. And my English was also terrible. So I needed to do a whole year of intensive English at Wichita, which was quite pricey for us. So it took us a couple of years for us to make the final decision. My parents also uh, sold their home, cars, everything, so they could afford me in the United States. And then we kind of went ahead with that. So it was a huge sacrifice for my family, but they were obviously extremely supportive and committed to my future as a professional bowler. But then we had a professional tour, a women's tour. So you could only imagine how devastating it was when we I moved to the United States after everything that my parents did. And then a year after, we didn't have a women's tour, but we can talk a little bit about that later. But at the end of the day, um, Sarah was the most influential person for me to move to Wichita State. My parents did all the efforts for me to move, and I moved to the United States in 2002. I did a whole year of intensive English, and by the fall of 2003, I was able to make the team. I did team trials made the Wichita State team, and from there on, it was an amazing experience. Obviously, it was a great program for me. My bowling game improved tremendously, and I was able to win a national title with them in 2005. So it was it was definitely a beautiful experience. I'm very thankful to everything that they did to me. They gave me all the scholarships that they could, so it was a little easier on my family. So always very thankful to the program. That is a cool story, and you had mentioned too, like Coach Vatican, and he had, you know, recently they announced at Wichita State he was being inducted in the university's National Coaching Hall of Fame there for all the different sports, uh, which was a, a pretty good achievement there. Now, you also, you mentioned there, as far as winning the national title, you also have so many individual and singles 
types of titles and wins uh, to your resume. So talk a little bit about what the difference is and what it's been for you, the difference in terms of winning a team championship or a team title like you did there in Wichita versus how that would compare to winning like a singles title. Yes. Uh, I, I'm very fortunate to have won many medals, like you just mentioned, with my national team. I have won seven world championships. Uh, but definitely when you win as a team, uh, it's much more, I can say, maybe satisfying, gratifying, because it's not just up to you and your performance. Everyone has to have the right chemistry, make the right moves, connect accordingly to be able to succeed. And especially uh, at the level that we compete, either collegially when I was in Wichita or at the World Championship level. Um, and I can say that uh, winning with Wichita State after many years of trying and, and finishing second actually the year before was very, very exciting. Um, and then... Probably the second most exciting title that I have was winning the World Championships in 2019 with the Colombian national team in the team event. Uh, we worked many, many years uh, to be able to, to work good as a team. Sometimes we had some personal issues. Then one was bowling very good and the other one not so much. And it was just very hard for the timing. And many times we finished second, we finished third. And we were happy with that medal, but it wasn't our main goal. And finally, after many years on the team in 2019, we won that gold medal. And, and it's the most important medal that I can recall in my career, for sure. But it just, it's all about timing. Everyone has to be bowling good, make the right moves, have the right chemistry, um, make the, you know, like that connection that you have after every shot and, it's just hard. I don't think that it happens as often. I'm fortunate to have lived it with Wichita and the national team, but it's a little bit more complex than people could think, and that's why it's much more satisfying. And, and, and were you able, like looking back now, uh, because like you said, the most satisfying win and gratifying win that you had was winning for your national team there in 2019. Were there some of the team uh, type of uh, skills that maybe you learned in college that had you had, because you've been on, Team Columbia, you've got a, you've been on for you know such a veteran, and you had so much experience <laughs> yes. there, right? And and I were you able? To, I mean, I, you talked about the coaching and stuff you got in college. I'm just kind of curious. Did you also learn a lot of those kind of essential team skills? Because there's such a difference between that. And if so, wh- what do you attribute that win in 2019 to? As far as why did your team perform so well together? Yes, you know. What yes, I mean? that's yes, hundred percent. I did learn a lot through Wichita State. And, and the most important part was communication. Uh, before Wichita mm. State, at least in my case, I didn't communicate very good with the other teammates, right? So many times if I made a move or whatever, I did it pretty much on my own. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't communicating what I was seeing, uh, et cetera, right? Um, when, when I went to college, I'm, I'm one of the oldest, um, I was able to kind of teach that to the other girls. Then they also came to the United States we're talking about Maria Rodriguez that came to the United States, Angel Ramirez, Rocio Restrepo. They all went to college after me. Uh, we learned how to communicate with each other in a better level, right? But I was probably one of the first ones to to tell them how to do it and what would be too much and confusing. And, and, and that's kind of an interesting part, finding the balance. Because in my case, I love communication. I love information. I, I, I like everything with you know, very analytical, but not every teammate and every member of the team will be like that, right? Some get confused, some get tight. So 
So finding that right rhythm or what's the right communication for your team, I think was a huge success for us in 2019. And it took us quite a few years, right? So to, to get there. But I think that that was the biggest, the biggest difference that after so many years together, uh, we were finally able to communicate right. And also, I think the maturity of the team. We, you know, we, we are all going on the professional tour. Uh, we are all around our teddies now. A couple of the girls were younger, but already graduated from college. So I think that we just reached that maturity as a player, uh, as a person. And then after so many years together, we were finally a better team. Clara, let's move ahead to the PWBA Tour and, and talk a little bit about your your major title you won in 2016, the Go Bowling PWBA Players Championship at a Schwabenon Bowl in Green Bay. Now, I've actually bowled. I lived in Green Bay, bowled league there, and what I, from what I recall about that house is it's a very tricky house when you move pair to pair, and now you put out the demanding pattern that you ladies were bowling on that week. What all came together for you that week on the tour that, that you were able to come out on top of, of all the other talented competitors and win that major. Yes, that the house is definitely interesting. Uh, one of my favorites, obviously, after winning my first title and a major title there. Um, but I think that what the main key that year was that I struggled a little at the beginning of the season and I kept working on my game, okay? And by the end of the season, and that was the closing event, I had a much better rhythm, my timing was much better, and, and I worked on a few different things that, you know, wasn't necessarily great at the beginning of the season, and in that tournament, it just everything came together. Uh, so with my game, every time the lanes are harder, it's, are, it's better for me. I'm more of a shot maker, great spur shooter, um, so I think that just all of that came together and allowed me to win that major. Um, so... I would say that that was the key, and that's what I remember the most about winning that day. I, I always thought that was kind of one of the funny things with our sport. You know, you talked about that a little bit with, like, the shot maker and, the, you know, the, the scoring pace, you know, for example, and how you kind of you kind of thrive on that a little bit, right? You're kind of saying, yeah. hey, this is, a, this is a condition that I, I, I enjoy shooting spares, and I don't have to string tons and tons and tons of strikes. And I think sometimes when you're kind of on the outside looking in, you might say, like, people only concerned with, well, what's your average or what scores did you shoot? And maybe they don't understand that, well, there's a big difference between that and then when you're bowling on, you know, house shots when you come home to league when you're not on the ladies' tour. And it's like, you know, you, you, you just get that sort of free guidance to the pocket a little bit. You know, I don't know. That's one of the things I noticed in collegiate bowling. That the demanding conditions seem to really help propel you to to prepare yourself for the professional level, you know. A hundred percent. And, and, and I have worked during my career to become more versatile, to be able to play in all kinds of parts of the lane, uh, change my hand positions, access rotation, etc., to be able to compete every week good, right, and defend myself. And, and I think that in some cases that has been huge for my game because I'm around the top most constantly. However, I haven't won as much as I want to, right? Uh, but But I do believe that being that player that can adapt to many different patterns and conditions uh, has allowed me to win overseas and worldwide a lot of titles. Um, but I will definitely have to consider myself a shot maker. I'll have um, cleaner lines in my game. Um, you know, 
I repeat, shots very good. So every time on tour, I see a pattern that is very challenging. I love the U.S. Open and I love everything that is flat <laughs> because I, my, my confidence just go up. As soon as I see a pattern like that, I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> this is my week. But I do work very hard to be each year much more competitive, much more versatile, so I can compete at the level that I need professionally. Clara, one of the things that was noted not too long ago on the PBA tour is they said that men or everyone competing on the tour, I believe it's not, it goes into effect next year, would was the no wrist brace thing. And um and that's something that they're they're saying if you compete on the men's tour that won't be allowed. That's something that you've done in the past and now uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you're kind of you're not wearing it all the time now or what is what is your status with that and then what do you think of the PBA putting this uh, this uh, implementing this rule. I'm a supporter of the rule, to be sincere. And when Japan did it first, I, I was a supporter. I have been bowl, uh, bowling 30 years. And I bowled up to 2009, so pretty much, you know, many years, uh, without the risk support, okay? So so I have been able to experience both things. I, I won a lot without it. I have won with it. Um, the last couple of years, I do, I volunteered without it, and I felt confident. However, this year, with some of the suggestions from my my reps on tour, uh, and because of how we were playing the conditions every every week, they suggested that I put it back on. Okay, so ideally, what I'm working on for the season is that I'm able to do both things. However, what I'm struggling at the moment is that my feet, my stand changes dramatically. It's around a quarter. Okay, and the pitches, etc. So I'm trying to find a way that I can maybe do mm. it just with my my thumb, right? Like the with my switch grip to lengthen enough so that I can put it on or off according to the condition. Okay, but um, but I'm I feel that I can compete at a very good level without it or with it. So I'm a big supporter of the PBA rule. Um, I'm working on uh, I'm practicing with it and without it. But but again, I'm just working more on my feet and what will be the right balance that I will feel confident enough and, and comfortable to be able to go back and forth if I have. And I would think that that would be, that would be awesome. It will only make me even more versatile. So I'm working on that. Either if I'm going to be able to, to accomplish it or not, I'm, 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 I'm still, I'm still kind, of, kind of working on it. So I'm in the process of, of getting there. Um, but uh, I usually bowl a couple of events of the year on the men's tour. Uh, I bowl every year at the Masters. I'm, I'm, I will be attending the Masters this year with the resupport, uh, but um, I'm looking forward to the future without it. Well, you talked a little bit about, you know, transition and, and going back and forth from the gloves, and you made a big transition as far as equipment goes this year. And it, for the longest time that you were with uh, Columbia 300 brand, yes. and you recently switched to Storm, <laughs> a little bit and uh you know not too long ago very recently uh and i'm sure i know that's uh got to be an exciting thing for you as well too but changing and understanding and knowing the equipment philosophies ball motion differences so how's that transition been for you so far i mean we're obviously super super excited to have you number one i wanted to kind of say that and get that out of you know get that out front but but what's it what's it like from your side as far as getting to know i'm sure you had a good bond with the, the other you know your former teams the reps and equipment and all that stuff and now you've now you've got a new team. Yes, I'm extremely excited. Thank you. Um, it has been something that was in my mind for, for a long time. I obviously have seen for many years how great the Storm equipment is, uh, the team, 
uh, everyone behind the players. And, and that was very nice to see. So now finally being able to move to Storm is, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say a dream, but a very good move and very strategic for where I'm at as a bowler. So I'm very, very excited. I'm really looking forward for this season. And, and right now I have only competed one event, which was the Colombian team trials with my new equipment. And I loved it. I bought great. It was definitely a little bit different, right? Like some of my adjustments and just got to move more aggressively. Um, the, the motion is definitely a lot more than what I was used to. I need to work a little bit on some of the layouts. Um, but, but so far, great. I had a very, very good team trials. We bought eight different patterns, eight different days, eight games a day. Um, and they're pretty challenging patterns, um, and, I, and I felt that I ball amazing with these bowling balls, and I was able to be more aggressive. I was able to even throw harder, move left without having to be slowed down or be more cautious, I kind of maneuver a lot the bowling ball uh, just because the equipment just responded much better for me, much more continuous, much more aggressive in the back part of the lane, much more hook overall. So I was just, you know, very, very excited for what I saw, and I'm very happy with my performance and uh, all I can say is that I have been ha- having in Aston, Texas for a week. I'm ready to draw some new equipment and I started getting ready for the PWBA season and, and so far I'm just very happy. All right. Well, on that note, Clara, we'll let you run and uh, and get that equipment punched up. But we want to thank you for joining us. We'll be watching you on the PWBA tour and also catching you at the USBC Masters there as well. So thank you for joining us. All the best of luck. And it's been too long. We've been meaning to catch up with you for a while now and glad we were, we were able to do that. So all the best of luck out there on uh, on the tour. And we will be uh, chatting with you again down the road. Awesome. Thank you so much.